I'm here at Sullivan County Boston Gym in Liberty, New York. I'm with Coach Jose Toledo. Uh, you might have seen him last time we made a podcast. Uh, today we're going to discuss George Foreman versus Muhammad Ali. They were known as the Rumble in the Jungle. Ali was challenging for Foreman's heavyweight title. The fight took place in Zaire on October 30th, 1974. The fight was so big, it had to be broadcasted in 100 countries. Uh, Jose, before I get to my first question, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, uh, my name is Jose Toledo. I'm, I'm the owner of uh, Sullivan County Boxing Gym, also uh, known as Untouchables Boxing Club, located in Liberty, New York, in, Cats, uh, in the Catskills. Jose, well, every boxing fan knows about Ali's use of the robot dope. As a boxing coach, would you ever recommend uh, this strategy well, you, you know that that's that's what's so um, um, different about this fight. You know they, they called it a rope dope, and I think that Ali in his, his second comeback, because we know you know he was disbarred for three years, and when he came back, it was totally a different style. You know he was more sitting on the ropes. Um, but no, I wouldn't tell a fighter to sit on the ropes. Um, you know the, Ali had a game plan. He, he implemented it in this fight. Um, he used. Uh, uh, he fought George Foreman at, at his game, and, and he, he dominated him. He sat on the ropes. Um, he tired him out. He used uh, his experience. Um, George Foreman was, uh, was, was about 25 years old. Um, he didn't go more than two rounds um, in, in, in a few years. Um, and Ali used that to his advantage, you know. Um, and we'll, we'll discuss it as we get uh, more in, in, into details with with the fight, but um, no, I wouldn't recommend that a fighter sit on the ropes. But not every fighter is a Muhammad Ali. In recent history, um, well, I should say, back in the 90s, there was a heavyweight named Chris Bird, uh, who had exceptional defensive skills, but then he ran into um, Ike Yabuchi, yep. and he was giving Ike a hard time. Ike was known, he was also a undefeated fighter, known for his power, known for, he had his skills. And Chris was, uh, I think, outboxing him for much of the fight. But then he made a mistake, in my mind, of staying on the ropes. And, like Jose said, not everybody in Bob Ali. Ike eventually caught Chris on those ropes with a, I believe it was like a a hook to the body, uppercut to the head, it was an awkward combination. And Chris Bird had exceptional um, upper body movement and, and a very good defense. For a heavyweight, he was a small fighter. Um, Ikebuchi was a very strong fighter who threw a lot of punches. Um, he pressured Chris a, a lot, made him get on the ropes, and I, and eventually he caught Chris. I always thought of Muhammad Ali as having two distinct styles um, of fighting, and that they were due to his age, you know, like Jose was alluding to. When he was younger, he used his athleticism to dance around the ring, moving that upper body as well, uh, to make his opponent miss. Then he would come back with lightning fast combinations. The older Ali was left mobile, uh, relying on the ropes to make his opponent punch themselves out, but he took a lot of punishment in the process. Is there anything from Ali's technique that you would recommend to your fighters? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, Ali, Ali, about his whole career. Ali was not just a fighter. Ali was a thinker. Ali was a strategizer. He, Ali had good technique. Um, and, and I'll discuss that once we get later into this fight. 
Um, and I'll explain how Ali used his experience to dominate George Foreman for those eight rounds and eventually knocking him out. Um, you know, Ali was quick. He was fast. He had very good straight punching. He, he was technical. He used his legs when he needed to use his legs when he came back. Um, he had very uh, great lateral movement. Um, and, and as we all know, if you look at Ali throws his punches, he throws them within an 11 and 14 frame, nice and tight, straight down the middle. And if you're throw, throwing straight punches, you take less punishment. And that's what he, he implemented in the George Foreman fight. Uh, George Foreman was a brute. He was very strong. He overwhelmed a lot of guys with his punching power. Ali stayed within that 11-14 frame. Um, George Foreman had to come out with his punches. Ali maintained a high guard, catching a lot of the punches and then returning those straight punches. Uh, and if you look into the fight, Ali would pick him off when he would come in, as he was coming in when he had him at the end of his punches. Then he would close the distance, grabbing George Foreman behind the head on his shoulders. When he applied both of the hands on the shoulders, pulling George Foreman in, George Foreman was, was off balance. He would throw his wide punches, and Ali was under, under his shoulders. Um, Ali fought a very good fight. He was on the ropes, but he was still, still um, um, touching George Foreman with, all, uh, with his straight punching coming in. He, he, he was uh, throwing punches first. I mean, he fought a great fight off the ropes. Uh, not normally what you recommend um, um, for a fighter to do to sit on the ropes. Um, and we all know that every, everybody was favoring George Foreman coming into this fight. Um, Ali um, had a great training camp. Um, he trained in, um, in Africa all summer long um, to get comfortable with the elevation, to get comfortable with, with, with the heat. Um, and the people loved him there. At this point in the video, uh, we do a round-by-round round breakdown of the fight. In round one, as soon as the bell rings, Ali runs across the ring to go after Foreman. Ali then starts bouncing and dancing around the ring in typical Ali fashion. Foreman stays in front of Ali and gets down with a few punches. Ali uh, lands a couple of punches and grabs Foreman around the head. Foreman rushes in most of the round, pushing Ali against the ropes a few times. Foreman lands a few punches but fails to land most of them. Well, you know, uh, um, that was, uh, if you looked at the first round, um, uh, Ali was applying the mental welfare. I mean, even in, before the first round, even even wrong, when they were gloving it up, him and Bundine started. They were trying to frustrate George Foreman, and that was part of the game plan, frustrating George Foreman. And he also wanted to show George Foreman that he wasn't scared of him, because before he before this fight with Ali, all his opponents were scared of him. Even Jim Brown, George uh, Joe Frazier, um, who, who was a guy that gave Ali a hard time and George Foreman came back to knock out Joe Frazier. He, uh, Ken Norton gave Ali a hard time, and George Foreman came came out and knocked him out. I mean, nobody was giving giving Ali the benefit of the doubt when they said, "Is he going to win or lose?" Jim Brown says he's going to lose. He says, "Frazier, do you honestly think he's going to win?" And even Joe Frazier was going going for George Foreman. So part of the strategy was within the first round, Ali ran straight out for George Foreman. He started landing punches. He wanted to show George Foreman that he wasn't scared of him. Round two starts with Ali rushing to the center of the ring to meet Foreman. It's immediately clear that Ali has already given up on his usual movement. He's no longer on his toes, but flat-footed, and backing up most of his time. 
throughout the round, Ali allows himself to be pushed onto the ropes. We then see what will become known as the Robodome. Ali lays on the ropes and fires off a few punches at a time. Foreman is trying desperately to land a big right hand. With 20 seconds left in the round, Ali lands a head snapping right hand on Foreman. Foreman throws a big left hook with Ali leaning back to miss. Ali immediately grabs Foreman around the head and shakes his own head, letting the crowd know Foreman can't land that big punch. And that was part of the strategy. Part of the strategy was getting inside George Foreman's head. And uh, Ali would throw punches, he would grab George Foreman, he would pull him in, he would talk to him in his ear. The whole plan was to make him fight harder than he's fought in any other fight, to tire him out. And that, that he succeeded. From the first and second round, he jumped right on Foreman, he was getting in his head, and uh, at the end of the second round, um, you can see Ali was throwing a lot more punches in that round. Round three. Foreman starts the round by pulling Ali into the ropes and working the body with big right and left hooks. Ali lands a right-left that snaps Foreman's head from side to side. Foreman goes back to working the body with those wide hooks. With 10 seconds left in the round, Ali lands a straight right hand to the head of Foreman. I mean, at the end of the third round, once again, Ali was forcing him to fight. George Foreman was throwing some amazing body shots, and I don't know how many people could withstand that. But I'm going to tell you right now, Ali had a great chin, had the ability to take punches, had endurance for pain. And that fight, that third round was going back and forth, back and forth to 10 seconds left into that third round. And 10 seconds left in that third round, Ali hit him with a three-punch combination. Ali walked back into the corner. George Foreman came and he hit him with a one-two, one-two so quick. Ali had phenomenal hand speed. He hurt George Foreman at the end of that third round. You can see George Foreman stagger back into his corner and Ali looking back at George Foreman, watching him walk back into that corner. Ali knew from that third round on that he was going to pressure George Foreman and make him fight harder than he's ever fought before. And he succeeded at it. Round four starts with Ali moving to the ropes and Foreman pursuing. Ali then lands a right, left, right to the head of Foreman. For much of the fight, uh, Foreman lunges in with punches, which rarely lands. With just, just over 10 seconds left, Foreman throws a double left hook, the body and then the head. The body shot clearly landed, but the head shot was less effective. Well, going into that, that, that fourth round, he, he uh, Ali had it in his head that he hurt him, and it apparently looked like he hurt George Foreman with the 1-2-1-2 with the, uh, the one, two, one, two at the end. So the first 30 seconds of the, first, of the fourth round, Ali jumped right back on him. Um, and, and, and was pressuring him, and then the fight went back and forth, back and forth, where Ali was pushing uh, Foreman back, um, keeping him at the end of his punches, closing the distance, putting his hands behind his head. You know, once you grab a fight and you put your weight on him, you know, it was part of the strategy to tire him out. Round 5. The story of the fight so far had been Ali laying on the ropes and being effective, uh, more effective than Foreman. Like the previous rounds, Foreman punches a wide usually landing on Ali's arms or missing altogether. From time to time, we see Foreman paw with the jab when he's in close. With less than 30 seconds left, Ali goes on the offensive and throws a series of straight punches that land on Foreman. Ali rolls under a wide right, but Foreman then lands a left hook, which had little effect on Ali. Throughout the exchange, Ali landed many straight right hands. I, 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 watching this fight, I didn't only... 
I don't only just watch fights. I study his fights. And I think besides the eighth round where Muhammad Ali knocks out George Foreman, the fifth round was the most important round because at that moment, I felt that Ali had broken George Foreman. Um, with 30 seconds left in that fifth round, Ali hurt George Foreman. I mean, um, you can see uh, uh, Foreman walking back to the corner. His his shoulders are shrugged. Ali really picked him apart in that fifth round. That was the breaking point of that fight. If you watch the sixth and the seventh, Ali also dominated that. George Foreman wasn't the same after that fifth round. Round six. In the beginning of the sixth round, I uh, saw Foreman pawing punches, trying to slap away Ali's arms. Ali landed several stinging jabs, but Foreman kept walking forward. Once again, Ali, with his back on the ropes, covers up while Foreman flails away. Many of Foreman's punches seem weak and clearly it's from exhaustion. Uh, Ali lands some straight right hands from the ropes. As they move across the ring from one set of ropes to the other, Ali jabs while moving backwards. George Foreman ate many of them. Well, there was, there, there was three key factors that, that affected George Foreman in this fight. Um, one was the heat. And two was um, the strategizing, the movement, Ali forcing him to fight harder and throw a lot more punches than he normally would have. Ali was frustrating him. Ali would throw his punches, catch him at the end of his punches, pull him back in, talk to him in his ear. Is that all you got? Come on. You know, forcing him to fight. Ali knew exactly what he was doing. And after that fifth round, he, get, he, he was done. He was done. Ali picked him apart the sixth and seventh round, threw a lot more punches than George Foreman. He knew that after that fifth round, when he turned around and saw George walking back to that corner, that he had him. Round seven. The round starts with Ali placing himself on the ropes. Like, literally walked over and just put himself on the ropes. Uh, Foreman walked over to him. Again, they moved from one set of ropes to the other, with Ali flicking a few punches and grabbing Foreman behind the head. Ali uh, starts throwing left hooks. None, none of which seemed to land. But as he moves backwards to the ropes, he lands a quick right hand to the head of Foreman. Foreman, George Foreman is so tired, he can barely lift his legs and actually trips into Ali. With 47 seconds left, Foreman grabs Ali's head and lands a solid uppercut. I mean, this 6th this, this and 7th round really, really separated the, 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 the young fighter from the more experienced technical fighter. It was clear coming into this fight that uh, Muhammad Ali had a plan and from the first round um, up to, to the eighth round he was applying and strategizing exactly what he was supposed to do. He forced Foreman to fight hard. He forced Foreman to throw a lot more punches than he wouldn't throw. He kept George Foreman off balance. He used his reach. He sat on the ropes. He pulled him in, closed the distance, put the weight on him. Um, at the 6th and 7th round, he was picking him apart, and uh, and we know what happened in the 8th, and we'll get to that. Round 8. It's the beginning of the end of Foreman's chances of winning, as Ali starts the round by landing just about everything he throws. Foreman looks a lot like Rocky Balboa, as he takes every one of these shots to the head without even trying to get out of the way. Out of desperation, Foreman lunges in with a wild left hook, that Ali fall from a mile away. Foreman eventually lands a few straight rights, uh, but on the ropes, Ali covers while Foreman throws punches with nothing on them. With 
Less than 20 seconds left. Ali gets off the ropes and opens up on Foreman. A straight right hand lands on the chin of Foreman and he goes down. Foreman doesn't get up in time and it counted out. I mean, we saw it in the fifth where Ali would make him throw a lot of punches and Ali would come back with that explosive uh, combinations. Um, we've seen it in the seventh round and in the eighth round. Listen, George Foreman was trying to do what he did to all the fighters before him was bully them. He kept his head in the middle. Ali was throwing straight punches, catching him, closing the distance. Ali did exactly what he needed to do to win this fight. I think after the fifth round, I think he broke he broke George Foreman. Um, I, 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 George Foreman was was not ready for for Ali. I think George Foreman was tailor made for Muhammad Ali. I think Muhammad Ali was uh, the Pablo Picasso, Louis uh, uh, Da Vinci of boxing. He painted a beautiful picture when he implemented uh, the tactics that he used against George Foreman. Now do we know for a fact that Ali planned this in advance. He did it. Decide is on the spot while he was in the ring. Well, uh, no, I don't think that. I, I think that he studied Foreman just like he did Joe Frazier. He knew he, he was very good with guys that threw wide punches. Joe, Joe, Joe Frazier was a hooker. Um, Foreman was a hooker. Ali's a guy that anybody, any trainer knows that with straight punching, you're coming straight down the middle, it's going to get there a lot quicker. You're going to be under the shoulders. You're going to take a lot less punishment. Ali, Ali, if you look at him as sometimes on the ropes, he was rolling with the punches. He kept a high guard. He would see those hooks coming because you would see his hands that would come up here. They would come high. You can see George Foreman's punches coming from a mile away, and George Foreman kept that head in the middle all the time. That's why, you know, the, anybody can win a fight closing the distance. Throwing a punch, grabbing the guy. You watched Ali. He was creating a little distance. Every time the referee stepped in between him, he walked around the referee, gave himself a little bit more time to breathe and gather himself. And, and created that distance between him and George Foreman so he could pick George Foreman off, off before he gets in. I think, like last time, Jose well, said it all. Um, we'll end it here. This is uh, Justin Salvato with the Bob Pins Supreme Podcast. And I'm with Coach Jose Polino. And we'll hopefully do this again.